Hello, welcome back. My name is Steve Thomas, and you're listening to Cacophony. At the moment, we're listening to the Symphony No. 8 by Antonin Vorjak. When Vorjak first became successful, he wrote a series of pieces called Slavonic Dances for Piano Duet, which he later orchestrated. These became really popular. They flew off the shelves. This is sheet music going into people's homes for them to play on their own pianos, which was the main way that people consumed music back at the end of the 19th century. Concerts weren't nearly as common as they are today. Being successful, however, created a tension with his publishers. Borjak got paid 3,000 marks for Symphony No. 7. I've no idea how much that is, but the relativity is important because they only offered him 1,000 for the next one. Symphonies were expensive to publish and hard to sell. The publishers really wanted more short stuff. Negotiations went on for over a year, and then Vorjak says, I must do what beloved God tells me what to do. That will surely be the best thing. And it would seem that what God told him to do was to breach his contract and sell the symphony to someone else. I think the new publisher got a really good piece out of it. The third movement of the symphony is a waltz that feels like it could have been lifted straight out of the hugely popular Slavonic dances. This is wistful. It's got an autumnal feeling to it, maybe. One of the things that's striking about the whole symphony is its singability. Like some great pop songs, there's that feeling that even when you're hearing it for the first time, it sort of feels familiar. It's a bit weird, isn't it? It's like you know it already. I think that's testament to Vorjak's gift for writing good tunes.
That was part three, the third movement of Vorjak's Symphony No. 8. It's going on without ending. It's as though he's in a very sudden hurry to get somewhere else. Come and see where that somewhere else is by joining us next time on Cacophony. And thank you for listening. <laughs>